Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's what's your your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly installment of The Weird. With me, as always, my co-host, my partner, kind of my partner in life when I think about it, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? I am. I'm doing all right, man. Uh, A little tired today. Stayed up a little too late watching watching, uh, TV, but, uh, you know... I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good. good. How about yourself? Good. I'm doing good, man. What What have you been watching? Um, well, you know, I uh, I like uh, different things. So I've been watching a lot of uh, British panel comedy shows, which are kind of like game shows, except they have actors and comedians on, okay. and they uh, ad lib and do stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, while they're pretending to be playing a game or something like that, and uh, a couple of my favorites of those are Eight Out of Ten Cats. Uh-huh. Um, which is hosted by Jimmy Carr, who's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. And um, I also really enjoy um, Celebrity Juice. Okay. Which is just this really absurd, over-the-top game show that would never fly in America. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and honestly, none of these kind of shows would fly in America because our celebrities, I don't think, would, would do it. But Right, uh, right. But in, in the UK, man, it's like they love doing these things, and it's kind of like you know, hey, this is a kind of cool thing for one of their you know their a lot of many, like com- comedians and TV types, yep. uh, you know. So, um, so yeah, I've been enjoying those, and also um, catching up on my uh, favorite sci-fi comedy series, Red Dwarf. Okay, uh, which is an, it's another British okay uh, show, and it's uh, set in the far, 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 far future, um, and it's about the last uh, human being alive. Uh, um, nice, uh, and he's this, just the complete biggest kind of slacker bum schlub. Yeah, uh, yeah. in the universe, just you know, just dude. But he's really it's endearing, and his he's he's. He was kept in a uh, suspended animation as a punishment for sneaking a cat on, on his spaceship that he was working on, this giant uh-huh. mining craft that's out in space. called That's what we call the Red Dwarf. That's where they get the name of it. And while he's in stasis, like, there's a radiation leak that kills everybody on the the ship. And the computer, which is like an AI, and it keeps him uh, in suspended animation while all the radiation, you know, depletes, while yeah. it, you know, goes out. And so it's like, you know, like three million years or something like that. So in that time, of course, everybody's dead, but um, the, a race of intelligent cat people evolved from the cat that he snuck on board okay. and its kittens. And then they end up leaving. And so there's one, one of them left, and he's kind of like the dumbest one of them all. And uh, the computer also reanimates uh, in a holographic form 
the, his old roommate, who's who he just can't couldn't that Lister couldn't stand. They fought all the time, so it's this odd couple thing. Um, and this guy Remmer, it was just the complete pain in the ass prick, and he's he's great. Um, they're great characters, and they, oh, and they have they find a robot who's a service robot who um, cleans up after them, but also you know handles all the smart things because they're not that smart. But uh, it's just it's a weird combination because science fiction and comedy usually don't mix real yeah, well. Yeah, that is a that's, but, uh, that's a that's an interesting genre, man. Yeah, well, this thing, it's a cult, it's become a cult phenomenon. It lasts, it started in like the late 80s, right? And yep. it went for, and they have short seasons. So it's only like, you know, like eight episodes or something like that, sometimes wow. even short. But, um, like they keep coming back because keep, people keep wanting that to come back and do stuff. So like they'll be like years and years and years between seasons. And so they keep, but they keep coming back and doing that. And then, I discovered another sci-fi comedy last night. This is what I was up watching late. And this one is more related to our show, really, when you think about it. Or when I think about it, because I don't know if you've seen it. But it's called People of Earth. Okay. And it was on, uh, I think it was on TBS a couple of years ago. And it has a few familiar faces. Um, has Anna Gasteyer. She was on yeah. SNL. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got um, Oscar Nunez, who was Oscar on The Office. Okay. Yep. And um, it has uh, Alice Wetterland, who is uh, she's a comedian, and she um, also uh, one of the hosts of one of my favorite um, comedy podcasts about Star Trek: The Next Generation, uh, Treks in the City. Okay. These these two women uh, who talk about uh, Star Trek, um, and not from like a nerdy angle, but from somebody who just watches the show and really loves it and talks right. about the characters. Right. And but half of the show is just them talking with whoever their guest on. That's cool. And it's great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, I stumbled on it and I and I love it. But um, so yeah, and so it's the premise of this show is a uh, there's a reporter who goes to this small town in. Uh, I think it's upstate New York called Beacon. And he thinks he's going to write a story about this small group of people who were um, self-proclaimed abductees. And he gets there and he, you know, he meets them. And they're all a little bit, they're all characters. You know, yeah. they're all, they're all quirky and whatever to different degrees. And while he's there, um, he ends up kind of realizing that he may have actually been, uh, an abductee and he kind of re reluctantly is, uh, you know, embracing this and, okay. and, and, he kinda, and he joins the group. And then you have the flip side where you see the actual aliens are, uh, who are up, you know, on their spaceship and they're collecting the information and, and some of them are interacting with the people. Like one of the main people is, uh, this uh, the main character's boss, his former boss, and he's a reptilian. And there's a reptilian aliens, and then there's the Nordic type, which are the tall, pale, long-haired, like you know, like Nordic gods, like yeah. Thor, or whatever. Yeah. And then there's the Greys, and it has all three of them on those type on there. And it's just, it's really funny. It's it's uh, it's not like slapstick or like sitcom funny, but it's kind of more. Um, I'm not quite the office, but more kind of in that vein where I it has, you. it's like, it's, you know, but it's, it's, I don't know, man, it was, it's short lived. There's two seasons. Okay. Um, I'm almost through the first season and, um, I'm really enjoying it and I think it's worth, you know, it's, Hey, it's worth checking out. That's cool. Yeah. So, That's people great. of earth, red dwarf, 
celebrity juice and uh, eight out of ten cats. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice so. man. Well, this is the time to do it. You know, when yeah, we got, when we got time yeah. to do it. A comedy too is like that's really like the last like I'd say five years of my life, maybe ten years of my life. Uh, when I have free time, it's comedy. Yeah, I listen to yeah. comedy p- podcasts. You know, because it's just uplifting and it's gets you out of your head. It puts things yes. into perspective. You know, and. Um, it's it's just great stuff to, especially when we're having such hard times right now to get into, yeah. you know, something that is um, just a little absurd and fun, you know. Yeah, and it's a great stress reliever to laugh. You yes. know, it releases, it releases chemicals in your brain, and yep. you laugh, and you have a good time, you enjoy it, even if it's absurd. Um, I think the more absurd, honestly, it the better it is because you right. really laugh at stuff. Because I watch some other shows that are comedies that I'm like, man, I don't know, not not right. so much for me, but that's all personal taste. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, I agree with you that um, now is a really good time for finding good comedy, and also like I'm on the same boat where I would rather watch um i'd rather watch an 80s sitcom that i've seen a thousand times before yeah than a uh a drama it's hard for me to find the interest to get into that so. right right yeah well that's great man well speaking of getting into cool stuff uh we've got a cool guest and we were lucky to get her on we've tried to get her on um we've talked about getting her on for quite some time and you guys will remember our guest uh, Anthony, he was on a few episodes back. He's been on a couple of times, and uh, he was talking about going on these these ghost hunts, and um, and he was talking about Tammy, and she is uh, someone local to me here in, in my area. I've wanted to reach out to her for for some time, and I felt like you know having Anthony on the show would be a nice way to kind of make that connection, and so. We were able to get her on, and she uh, she shared some really great stuff with us, man. I'm I'm really uh, I'm floored that what she was talking about was here in 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 where I live in my hometown here. So mm-hmm. it's 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 good and exciting. Yeah, yeah. There, the, her stories are really really incredible and really cool, and um, and really, I'm not one to want to go into um, looking for ghosts and ghost hunting and exploring or taking ghost walks, anything like that. Really, just so much, um, but. Her stories really make me. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I would someday. Right. I don't know. <laughs> we so. can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into this. Tammy, what's your weird story? Well, I have lots of weird stories. Cool. Do you want the Do you want the weirdest story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us the weirdest. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I've done lots of paranormal investigation stuff and research, and co-authored a book about Oklahoma ghost stories. So I have lots of stories, but the one I am. Um, that I always tell as the weirdest or the scariest thing um, happened at a place called the Baker Hotel in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a town called Mineral Wells, Texas. It's not very big. It's about 15,000 people. And it has in the middle of their town, this gigantic old uh, Art Deco hotel. It was built in the twenties and um, was like a, just a big, huge showpiece spa type place back in the day. And so been abandoned since the 70s and for a while they had like a caretaker and you could kind of still get in and and go around the hotel and stuff and then after a while they she passed away and then the city like stopped letting anybody go in at all kind of like condemned it so you couldn't go in 
um, at all. And then it sat that way for a really long time. And now somebody uh, finally purchased it and is remodeling it. So that's exciting. But the Baker is 14 stories tall and about as big like as a city block. It's really, it's a big wow. building. That yeah. is massive. Yeah. It is very big. And, and that's in a small, because I've never heard of Mineral Wells, Texas. Uh, it seems like it's kind of, probably a small town. It is a or, small town. Yeah. And it's got a 14 story tall yeah. building. Yeah. That's and it's insane. And the really cool thing about the Baker is that it was self sufficient. So it had this whole like water generator system underneath it that ran the whole thing. And it went out kind of far under the city um, because the whole hotel could be self-sufficient. Mm. And it was um, a spa. Like, did you guys ever see that movie, The Road to Wellville? Or know the story about uh, like... I know the story, yeah, but I have Okay, so it was very similar to that. So they would have like, um, so they had a spa there and they would, people would come there for the healing waters because the mineral wells water is said to be to be helpful to right. heal people and so people would come from all over the place to come to these healing spas in their in their waters and um they gone one floor they had this whole um like it was so weird because like i said it was built in the 20s and they had this whole room of like these um you guys remember tan and toe in america type stuff where they'd have those toning tables yeah oh yeah they were like that and but they were old-timey looking so okay kind of crazy but that's what they were and they had all these like exercise tables and equipment and then they had like these colonics booths oh that you boy colonics <laughs> i had a, i had a fascination with colonics for a little while i never got one but i always wanted to try okay. it well, i can find some pictures because i have pictures of it somewhere but it was pretty weird and like this is all art deco-y type okay. stuff so yeah. it's, i'm just it's i just pulled up a, a picture of it and uh i'll have to put one up on our social media but man it is massive it's and really it's really cool. cool looking and it is just so it sticks out like a 15th thumb i mean uh, and it's just sure. so just so bizarre for everything else yeah it's and beautiful and it was like no expense was spared when this thing was built in the 20s and so i want to say in like 1929 the cost it was like two million some dollars back then wow which was wow. a huge amount of money on anything and so i mean today's dollars i don't even know what it would be and the workmanship in the place is i mean it's just amazing like um there's all this like just hand i don't know like hand carved things and like beautiful woodwork and um just on these copper the elevator doors on the first floor are copper with um like enamel inlays of the lettering and stuff it's just it's just a really cool like all the little tiny art deco details in the place are amazing so um anyway it's a really cool building it's beautiful and it's very big and of course whenever we were in there it was dark because <laughs> there's not really any electricity there was some electricity to like the mezzanine it was like the only spot in the whole place that had electricity so you had to basically do everything with flashlights or in the dark right essentially so um we were uh and i have been there probably maybe four or five times Got to spend a whole night in there once. It was really cool. Um, so on one of our subsequent visits, I'd been there a few times. Um, and everybody that's ever been there will tell you that you don't ever forget it. And you, like, have dreams about it. Like, it's super weird. Wow. Like, everybody I know that's been there has similar 
stories about how they've like had dreams about it and stuff. Wow. It's like, it's one of those stick with you kind of places. That's wild. <laughs> you have feelings about it. I know that sounds crazy, but it's just one of those places you just get attached to. It's a really cool place. And the history of it is interesting anyway. But, um, so we were there one night and my friend Tanya and I were walking along this dark hallway and there had been, we like I said, we'd been there before, and I was always there with her. We were always together when we went. And there had there were times in this building where you would be walking around, and there's you know hallways because it's a it's a hotel, and you would kind of be like, eh, I'm not going that way. Like you just get a feeling about. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I need to go down that hallway. Yeah. You know, so we would kind of be like, eh, let's not go that way. And so you know, we'd wandered all over the place. Well, this particular night, we found ourselves. She and I were just wandering by ourselves, and um, we found ourselves walking down this hallway that we hadn't really gone down before. And it, I mean, it just looked like a hotel hallway would, you know, doors on each side and whatever. But at the end of the hallway was a big window, and the moon was really bright, so the moon was shining in the inside. So we didn't really have, we didn't need our flashlights, because we could see. And so we're walking along, and Tanya is famous for when we're on investigations or somewhere scary she tries to kind of say things to spook you or get you to react just because she thinks it's funny to see yeah. how you respond. <laughs> yeah and so after years of like doing things with her <clears throat> i kind of blow it off most of the time go whatever so we're walking along the hallway and i think we were arm in arm when it happened we were just walking down the hall and she goes oh my god i think i'm gonna be sick and I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I just feel like I'm going to throw up. She's like, I don't feel good. And I was like, whatever. And because I thought she was just trying to see if I would say, oh, me too, or something like right, that. You know? Right, So I um, so I just said, whatever. And so we kept walking. And she said, man, I don't know. She's like, I just felt really weird. So we kept walking. We get to the end of the hallway. And we turn around and we start walking back. So now I'm on the side that she had originally been on. And so we're walking back and I start and ahead of me, I see like um, kind of a shimmer in the air. Like when you see a heat wave, it's really, really hot out. And you see that on the highway, kind of see that shimmer. It looked like that, but it was in the moonlight in the dark hallway. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. So anyway, we're walking along and I walk, get to that point and walk through it. And immediately from my toes to my head, I had this wave of intense sadness. And my eyes filled up with tears like I was going to cry. Like it was a physical reaction. But my brain was thinking, was thinking, this is really weird because you're not sad. (laughs) Like what is happening right now? And I mean, it was just a, it was just a split second thing. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God, I feel that was, I was like, that was weird. And she goes, I told you, she's like, I told you there was something, but I told you because it was about the same spot. She goes, I told you something was jacked up right there. And I was like, and I kind of stopped for a minute and I had to kind of catch my breath and I was like, wow, this is super weird because I just felt really, really sad, but it wasn't me that was sad, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was like a physical reaction. It was so weird. So I stopped for, I kind of stopped for a second and we we went on down the way and we met up with some of our other friends and there, everybody was kind of trading stories about stuff that had happened in the building. And I wasn't really saying very much and they were like, what is going on with you? And I kind of told them what happened and they were all looking at me because they know that I never BS about stuff like that. Like, I just don't do it. Yeah. I don't, I'm just, I'm pretty skeptical, really. I mean, I know, I think that things 
exist and I totally believe in um, paranormal activity, you know, ghosts and stuff like that, but I don't ever make it up and I never, you know, elaborate or right. Right. embellish right. things. And a lot of times, if and I even, and everybody even told me, they were like, if I said that, you would have called BS on it. And I'm like, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <Because it's whatever. laughs> you know, or I mean, it would be hard for me to imagine how that would happen if, if I hadn't experienced it. So everybody thought it was, there was like, well, that something really must have happened because she never says something like that, you know, right. like she never claims it happened that don't happen. So um, it was weird. It was super weird. And so of all the things that have ever happened in any of the places, that one was the weirdest because wow. it was physical and it was really strange. Wow. So do you take so are you taking like uh, when you would do these things are you taking instruments too to measure things or, or is it just a lot of it just sort of experience in it walking through the place um, kind of when we were when we were really investigating places it was kind of right before it all blew up like on tv and stuff right so it was like before all that and so okay. it's when we were seeing our own little nerddom of yeah <laughs> right right and so yeah we all had you know we all had um different things but primarily i would just mostly use like a tape recorder okay or video camera i mean i didn't get and I, I didn't get real technical or fancy about things because my main interest was really about the history okay and trying to collaborate you know um cooperate stories right mm -hmm. so like my favorite ex um kind of ghost story is one that's happened at the same place to different people that don't know each other gotcha you know so everybody can be like well you know that they've all had similar experiences right and then, and then, when you find out the history of something and find out there might be a reason for that to be happening, like, that's my favorite part of all this, is kind of putting the stories together. Yeah, sure. And that's so, cool. um, and Tanya, she is really good at EVP stuff, the voices on tape. Right. And so, she has lots of really good ones that she's had, that she's captured over the years. And so, I mean, sometimes, yeah, we would take stuff, but a lot of times, for me personally, I would rather just walk around myself. Right. And watch you know see what happens right. um because you kind of get i don't know you get distracted with by the other stuff i could see so, that yeah i could see that order you can carry around or whatever and then just listen back to it you know and then that was kind of before we just use analog tape recorders more than we and then we started using digital ones um you know later on but um so yeah everybody and everybody had their different preferences for stuff you know we had a parabolic microphones that were kind of cool so you could hear every little thing and it's all I, just normal stuff. A quick question, and because this is, I've I've wondered about this. Um, when you go, what do you feel like? Um, is there one that's better than another? Is, is digital better than uh, analog, or vice versa? Is it? Are they are they comparable, or does it maybe one work differently than the other? Because like I know, like because with you know with analog, you're, there's a physical medium that's being transformed. You yeah. know, in digital, it's just ones and outs, you know, but um, analog and in, and as far as like being an audiophile, analog is a more truer sound mm -hmm. because you're capturing the sound waves as waves and not as digital information and bits. Um, sorry, I'm nerding out a little bit on my own right there. But um, I've always wondered if that was like a a better way to, you know, to capture or if it's, you know. Does it, or even make a difference? Well, I don't really know that much about the technical stuff. Um, and Tanya would really be more one to tell you like her preference and her thoughts. Cause that was really her area more than mm -hmm. mine. Um, 
I think it's interesting, and I and I had both, and I don't think that one, I don't know that one captures things better than the other. Um, I just think like analog seems to be like a more raw type right thing, you know, and so it is a little more pure, I guess. Yeah. Um, so and it's not. Um, as touchy so i feel like if it picks it up then it's probably really more accurate than because digital i mean digital is cool and it's it has a different kind of clarity but like for example like if you have a 35 millimeter camera and you have digital cameras i'll tell you things really changed in the in that whole world of stuff when with cameras because if you think about all the 35 millimeter films you've seen in your life, all the pictures, you know, pictures you've seen, photos, there aren't all these orbs and things mm -hmm. in them that people claim right. to have. Right. So then when people got digital cameras, everybody in the dang world was taking pictures of spirits because they had orbs in them, mm -hmm. not understanding that dust and bugs and light and reflection off of a slick surface can cause orbs in your pictures right and so everybody would be like oh look at all these orbs and i'm like you're in the middle of a dirt field like of course you're gonna have them because it's dirty right. or right. mist or anything mist causes them you know cigarette smoke does weird things to digital photos like you can recreate so many weird things with digital because you know what it, it, do, it does to the light right and 35 millimeter cameras didn't do that so um, you had to be really, you had to be really picky when you started using digital film, you know, digital mm -hmm. cameras. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if, if I don't know much about the sound stuff, if that it's, that's kind of the same thing, but I know camera wise that there was a big difference to me between 35 millimeter and, and video cameras and then digital. Right. So, right. Because digital, I mean, you pick up so much junk on a digital camera. Right. Right. And I think that's where a lot of these people, uh, when it comes to the stuff that's on TV, have kind of made their living. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I love those shows. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, lo I love a good Zach Baggins. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like, <doesn't>, man. <laughs> how do you make your living off of this stuff that I doubt happens as often that they claim it does? You know what I mean? So that's all I'm going to say about yes. that. But Yes. That's true. And I don't think that it's like malicious. I think people just want it to happen so badly sure. that they, you know, they get sucked into it or whatever. Right. Um, because people that look for that kind of stuff, I mean, they really want to find it, you know, and right. we were we were always we approached it a little more skeptically. Most of the time we would always kind of go in thinking, you know, is this person on a lot of medication? Do they have a lot of cats? Like, you know, are right. they stable? Because um, sometimes it was that they weren't stable, or you know that they did have a you know a toddler that was tearing things up that they didn't know about, or you know I mean that kind of stuff happened more sure. than people would like to admit, and so right. we would always try to go in and find the rational explanation. Whereas there's other groups that would go in and just be for sure that it's oh yeah it's you know haunted it's a million percent haunted right right and then. You know, and then you're just kind of like, well, is it? <laughs> yeah. So, so what got you into the uh, paranormal investigating? What was it that drove you into to getting into that kind of stuff? Um, ever since I was a little kid, I have had this fascination with ghost stories and scary stories. Like my aunt, and my grandma would always let me watch horror movies way before yeah. I should have. Right. Was way too oh yeah. Oh yeah. But um, but my aunt didn't have kids, so she was like, "Okay, here, let's you know read this scary vampire comic book or whatever." 
But um, I don't know. Ever since I was little, I was just fascinated with scary stories. And I think part of it is an adrenaline thing, just like anybody that likes roller coasters or something like that, which I hate, but I love to be spooked. Like, I just, right, it's yeah, right. And so I love that, you know, watch that moment you get when you're watching a scary movie and you know something's going to happen and you don't really want to see it, but you want to see it. Yep. <laughs> and so I don't know. I think part of it is an adrenaline thing. Um, yeah. And I just kind of like the mystery of some of it. And it's fascinating and because I think a lot of it is because it's so unexplainable, you right. know. It's, right. I just always, since I was a little kid, was interested in it. And then we lived in a house here in Enid that we had a lot of weird stuff happening. And the whole family had kind of agreed over the years that this family house had was had stories and was haunted. So I, didn't, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really think that much about it. And we were, we lived there for a while and we had this series of things happen at our house. So I start just kind of looking up and this is the early days of the interwebs. It was before, you know, it was back when we had bulletin boards and, you know, right. chat kind right. of stuff. Yeah. So I, um, and I mean, there were websites, but it was like, the, it was like the maybe late nineties, okay. uh, you know, so yeah. you know what that was like. So, um, that was, you know, the height of the beginning of you know, all the real, like, people being, having access to the internet. So, um, I found, I don't remember why, I don't remember exactly what happened or how I decided to look this up, but I started just looking stuff up on the internet about a haunted, you know, how to know if you have a haunted house or something like that. And I came across these paranormal investigation groups, and I was like, I didn't even know people did that. I was like, right. what? Are you, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And so... I came across this one in Oklahoma City, and um, it was Ghost Haunts and Urban Legends of or of Oklahoma, and or so, and it was Gouli, G O U H or G H O U L I, which is Tanya's group. Okay. And um, so at the time, I didn't know her. That's how I met her. Okay. So I so I, I come across this group, and she's like, you know, talk about how they investigate haunted houses and stuff like this. And so I email her, and I'm like, listen, I think I have a haunted house. And so she um, did not. She was like, oh, are you sure? You know, and she's asking me all these questions and she was kind of trying to weed me out to see if I was crazy or if it was really a legit deal. So finally, after a while, she thought, OK, well, you know, well, she agreed to come check it out. So we set up a time and they came up and they investigated our house. And that so that's when I met her was because okay. she investigated my house. <laughs> and that was back in like 90, uh, like late, late, late 90s, maybe okay. like 99, something like that, 2000. And so um so she came and investigated my house and then we just kind of hit it off. And then I really was just bugged her and was like, Hey, I want to go with you sometime. So finally, um, she relented and let me come with her and we just became, and now she's like one of my best friends. That's and great. so for like 20 years. <laughs> but, That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that was how I got into the ghost hunting stuff. Cause I didn't even know it was a thing. I was like, this is amazing. It's like grown up Scooby-Doo stuff, you know, right. <laughs> so, um, that was really fun. So, um, so I went with her a few times and then after I was part of her group for quite a while, there wasn't anything in this area. So I started a group here uh-huh. called Erie, Oklahoma. And we had that for several years. And that was when Anthony would come with me okay. and investigate. Okay. So um had Erie, Oklahoma for a long time. And then um, that's really how I got into it. Right. That's so, cool. Can you talk a little bit about what, what happened at that house? Or are you... Sure. At my house. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it's a big two story house on West Broadway in the historic area of town. Okay. Yep. And um, it had belonged to my stepdad's grandparents and they had a business downtown in downtown Enid. And um, 
and so the the two the couple lived there and they had twin daughters Jean and Jane and one of the and Jean still she never married and so she lived with her parents in this house and um so Jane was my step grandmother okay okay and so um when we moved in there, the rest we moved, we ended up moving into the house because they all had ended up passing away. Like I didn't know them. The only one I knew was Jane. She was the last one of that family. And so we ended up moving into that house and rented it from the family and all that, and lived there for a long time. And sort of, and our kids lived when they were first born. So um, there would be just things like you would hear. Um, Sometimes we'd hear footsteps over the baby monitor and you'd go running to see what it was, you know, and there's nothing there <laughs> or um, just kind of little things. It didn't really seem scary, just seemed kind of weird. Right. right. And so um, one of the one of the first things when things really started happening was when after our first daughter was born and um, I never I had the baby monitor in her room, you know, and then I had one on my nightstand and she was right across the hall from me. And I never turned it off. It just stayed on all the time. Right. And I remember she was really little and, you know, still pretty new. And I was so, so, so sleepy because you, know, you just don't get to sleep when you have new babies. Yep. So was really tired. And I remember I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, my God, I slept all night long. She slept all night long. So, oh, my God. And so I got scared because I hadn't hurt. I didn't wake. I thought, oh, my God, did I not wake up? Did something happen? So I went running in there to check on her. You know, and she was fine. She was asleep. And I thought, oh, wow, she slept all the way through the night. And then I went in our room, was doing something, and I realized the monitor was turned off. Oh. And so I was like, well, so that was really weird. Yeah. And so yeah. kind of like, oh, and it was just me and my husband and the baby. So it was like there wasn't anybody there to turn it off. So I thought maybe she just, you know, and everybody that the family thought it was their Aunt Jean that haunted our house. Huh. And so everybody thought, well, maybe she just knew you were tired and you needed a break. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of weird. Right. So that was one thing that happened. And then later on, as she got older, well, I back up. She was about 18 months old. And my my step-grandmother, Jane, she lived down the street at my mom and dad's house. She lived with my mom and dad when she got older. And so my daughter knew her as Nana Jane. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Jean and her parents had all passed away before we were involved in this family. So I didn't know them personally. It had never met them. And so obviously my daughter had not either. So one day she was about 18 months old and we were sitting in her bedroom, which had been Jean's room back in the day. And I was putting her shoes on her and she looked up in the doorway and she goes, hi, Nana Jane. And I looked up because I thought my mom and my grandma had walked in because they just lived right down the street from me. And yeah. I thought maybe they had come in the house and I look up and there is nobody there and she commences talking to Nana Jane which was identical twin what (laughs) we were like okay that was pretty weird and then um, as she got older she would have uh, she would have these really bad dreams and she wouldn't talk about them she wouldn't say what they were she would just you know be upset and say she had a bad dream then when she got older um she would talk about, she would have this dream about this scary man at the bottom of the stairs. And then one time my husband and I were out of town and my aunt was staying over with the kids and she came to get in bed with my aunt and she was like, well, what's wrong? And she goes, there's somebody, there's a scary man in my room. And of course my aunt gets freaked out and she goes to look and there's nobody there. Yeah. And so that was kind of, that was starting to be concerning because it was like, Mm. this is a little kid and this is obviously scary. You know, this is not sweet aunt Jean or whatever. Right. 
so then that started kind of bothering me a little bit. And so it turned out that we, um, the family was going to have to, was going to sell the house. And so we moved out for a while. And so we moved out and then her, the bad dreams stopped. Mm. And then, um, and then it turned out they didn't have to sell the house. So we were going to buy the house. So we were going to move back after about like a year. So in the meantime, my uncle was over at the house and he was remodeling and doing a bunch of stuff over there. And my mom asked him one day, she was like, Hey, do you ever have anything weird happen while you're in the house, you know, by yourself? And he goes, weird, like what? And she's like, well, do you ever hear things? And he was like, like critters or like, like, what? <laughs> like what, what do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, well, do you know, do you, and he goes, Oh, I hear people talking upstairs all the time, but uh, there's not anybody there. He goes, I've gone to look around a few times and I haven't seen anybody or, you know, he said, but yeah, he goes, yeah, I hear stuff in there all the time. Whoa. So he had that happen. <laughs> and so whenever it came time for us, when we realized that we were going to move back to that house, I was like, okay, look, I, this is when I had it investigated because I was like, I don't want to move my children now back into this house when my daughter was having all these scary dreams right, happening right. at that house. So I was like, I kind of want to have it checked out. So that's when I came across the investigation group. Okay. So they came and investigated the house. And um, so a weird thing that happened while they were there is Tanya had her tape recorder and she was just walking around with it the whole time, you know, and you can hear our conversations and stuff. And in one part of the, when she played it back, when she got home and she played it back, she was like, Hey, I need you to listen to this. This is really weird. And it was a recording on the recording was the sound of a heartbeat. And then you hear this woman's voice say, hello. And it sounded exactly like, um, my step grandmother who by this time had passed away. That's wow. how we ended up moving back in the house. So that was really weird. Whoa. And she was like, well, you know, sometimes she thought maybe she had held it too close to her chest and recorded her own heartbeat. So she tried to recreate it all these ways to recreate the, and she couldn't. So she finally sent it off to like somebody that she knew that was a doctor and mm -hmm. said, Hey, listen to this and tell me, is this, you know, tell me if you can hear anything weird about it or whatever. And they just said, well, it sounds like um, a heartbeat of somebody with congestive heart failure, which is what Jane died of. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And she didn't know that. She didn't know anything she about didn't her. Know wow. She didn't know that. Wow. So she shows, so she comes back up, and my family gathers around, my dad and his brother and everybody gathers around, and she plays this recording for them to hear, and their eyes immediately tear up because they're like, that is our mom's voice. Wow. Wow. Super wow. Weird. Wow. Um, it was, that was pretty crazy. So, um, in the meantime, while that house was empty and we weren't living there, I had to go over there to get something. And I had never been scared to be in that house before. I had lived there for a long time and I love that. It's a really cool house. So I had, but I had, we still had some stuff there and I had to go get something. And I, w I was upstairs in a bedroom and the lights were on. And I just got that one of those really intense, um, you need to get out of here feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I got to go. <laughs> you know, so I turned, I booked it out of the house. And, and I just had this overwhelming feeling of this is, something's weird. So, um, I left and I thought, well, that's really weird because I had never had that kind of a feeling when I lived there before. So I felt like whatever it was, was not, was not something that was normally there or had been there before. Like I felt like it was kind of a little scary. Yeah. And so, um, so that was kind of around all that time when I decided to have the house investigated, but, um, we ended up moving back in it. And then um, we didn't have as many things happen. My daughter still had some weird dreams. Um, 
but uh, the weirdest thing that happened to me when we lived there that next, the second time was um, one night I was sound asleep in my bed and my husband had been in the other room reading a book to our daughter and um, he comes in the bedroom and he wakes me up and I was like, you know, what's the deal? And he goes, um, he goes, I just had the weirdest thing happen. And he is super skeptical. He doesn't believe in like, he doesn't claim to believe in any of this stuff, Yeah. but he, he goes, okay, I'm kind of freaking out. And I was like, what's going on? And he said, well, I had fell, I fell asleep in her room while I was reading to her and she fell asleep and I fell asleep. He goes, and I heard you trying to, he, I heard you call my name and wake me up. And he said, so I woke up because I heard you saying, Hey, you know, wake up. And I looked up and there isn't anybody there. And I come in here and you're sound asleep. You obviously did not call me to wake up. And I was like, Whoa. no, I've been. Oh, so it's, but it, so whatever it was mimicked your voice. Yeah. And so then it gets weirder. <laughs> so then another time, another time I'm in my bedroom and I'm like folding laundry or putting laundry away or something. And my daughter, she's now like six or seven by this time she comes walking in and she goes, what? And I said, what what like you know what do you mean she goes well you called me what do you want and i said i didn't call you and she goes i heard you call my name she said i heard you call me i said i did not call you i've been standing here folding clothes i didn't call you whoa so she thought it was my voice and my husband thought it was my voice wow so that, that was creepy to me because i thought okay, that's, tingly. that's too far <laughs> So then the, another thing, so one morning, my grandmother would always come over and watch my kids when I went to work. And so about 7.30 one morning, I was in the upstairs, the bathroom, getting ready for work. And I heard my grandmother call up to me, call me from downstairs. She said, you know, she called my name and I answered, but she didn't hear me. And I thought, oh, she probably just didn't hear me. And she went on to do something else. So a little bit later, I come down the stairs and I, and I see her and I'm like, hey, what did you want? She goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, you hollered at me a minute ago. And she goes, I just walked in. I don't know. She goes, I am And I was like, mm. so Whoa. it mimicked my grandmother's voice also, but I heard. <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, that is too far. <laughs> like that, wow. That seemed like scary to me. That seemed like tricky, you know, that, and I was like, yeah. being tricky. Yes. Yeah. That seems like something that I think I've heard people say that like, like demonic or, you know, dark forces will well, mimic. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little bit, I didn't love that. And then, um, we ended up, uh, we ended up moving and we, so we ended up not staying there, but interestingly, I know the people that live there now and their daughter had the same bedroom that my daughter had and they actually are friends now and they dance together and they got to talking one day and her daughter, their daughter had dreams about the scary man. Oh, Wow. Jeez. So that's the story of my house. That is wild, <laughs> man. That is crazy. The wild, yeah, it was pretty weird. I need to take a pee break real quick. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No problem. Wow. You're right back. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. That yeah, is. Yeah, it's a, it's a great house. It's a really cool yeah. house. Say, so Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? 
Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean, wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. So did you ever try to... Um I guess we can ask this when he comes back, but did you ever try to clean, cleanse it or did you do any of that kind of stuff or did you? Um, well, not really. Well, at the beginning, like when we just thought it was, you know, Aunt Jean or whatever, we didn't really. Yeah, I didn't want to. That much. So we're like, yeah, she seems watchful and nice. You know, we didn't really care about it that much. And um, it didn't seem intrusive right. or anything like that. So, and later, whenever I started thinking there was something like a man or whatever it was that was being scary, I was kind of like, yeah, I don't dig this part at all. But we ended up not living there much longer um, after that. And by then, um, I was already doing the investigation stuff. And, um, but you know, I don't think we ever really did anything about it. I think we just kind of were like, well, that's weird (laughs) about our business. You know, but yeah. whenever that started, kind, of, I just felt like it was like screwing with my kids, and I was like, "That's just too yeah, weird." That's, yeah, that's not what you want for sure. No. Yeah, that's wild. We have people on that tell stories like this, and um, you know, sometimes they're like, you know, we don't know what to do about it. You know, we've had some people that have told some really scary, weird stuff that's happened to them, and like they don't know what to do, and it's like, man, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I wish we knew someone that could give you advice, you know, but we just don't have, you know, we just, we just collect stories. We don't, you know, we don't go out and do anything. So it's, uh, I'm always curious about that. When people would ask us that, you know, they were like, well, what do we do? You know, we would always just tell them, you know, because everybody's belief systems are different too. Yeah, right. So some people are like, well, pray it away. And I'm like, well, if you don't believe in that, well, that's not your bag, then you're not just going to work you like it's got to work for your spirit whatever you do you know yeah you got to be okay with it so you know there were people that would do we would try to put it we would try to put people in touch with people that would do that smudge their house or do blessings or come pray with them or whatever we know we were like you probably need to seek out your whatever spiritual advisor you have you know Mm -hmm. if it's your priest or your pastor whatever um because that's not really our deal we just (laughs) we're just here to kind of allay that you're not crazy you know right Uh, like that you're just you know because a lot of times people that's the first thing they always say was like i know it sounds crazy but yeah yep. because they we, think that they get to that point and they think am i crazy or something really happening yeah so then you have somebody come in and you kind of go okay you may be crazy or right. maybe you're not you well, know that's, maybe that's the whole reason why we started doing this podcast is because we wanted to you know a, a format for people to be able to come on and tell weird stories and that you know a place where they could unload some of that stuff because a lot of people don't want to talk about this in everyday conversation right. you know because you you right. you put yourself out there and now you're now you're a lunatic you know right. for sure 
Yeah, we hear the this sounds crazy quite a bit when we're talking oh, yeah. to people, you know, so yeah. Because they've been conditioned to think it's not acceptable, you know, right. and society does look at you a little weird, you know. And it's funny because um, when we were, we wrote a book called Ghost Oklahoma about Oklahoma ghost stories, uh-huh. and we started collecting stories. And it's funny because everybody has a ghost story, even people that don't believe in ghosts. Because yeah. they'll go, well, there was that one time. That's right. That they'll be like, I don't believe in this stuff, but right. that one time. So everybody has a story that they can't really explain away. That's very true. And that's what we say. Everybody's got a weird story, you know, whether it be you saw something that you don't, you know, can't really put your finger on or, you know, you had an experience that you can't really explain to people. I think most people have that, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and what you call it may be, you know, you may in your head want to try to rationalize it, but there's Mm -hmm. a there's some stuff that's just you, it's hard to explain away. Definitely. Right. That's for sure. That's wild, man. Yeah. So did you do a lot of stuff around here? Did you do a lot of investigations around here? Like would people come to you in and town. say Yeah, yeah, in town? Um, I mean, we've done a few. We did we did a few residences um and you know when people would find out, you know, about it and they would call you to come over and stuff. So we did a few around town. I mean, to me, it was always more interesting to try to get into, like, historical places or, right, right. you know, things like that. But, so, we've done a little bit of everything. But, yeah, there was a house here in town that we investigated. And um, she would, you know, tell us all these different things that were happening. And we would um, – I'd been over there a few different times. And we never could figure out what was causing anything. And one time we got this picture. I don't even know if I still have it somewhere. And I think it, um, we got this picture that was just like of a hallway and all the lights were on because we didn't really do a lot of stuff in the dark. Mm-hmm. But all the lights were on and just took this picture because we would just snap pictures around the house and see if stuff showed up or something weird happened or anything like that. And there's this big black mass in this picture and we we're like what the heck is that it was really weird and we tried to recreate it with a camera strap and all we tried to do all these different things to recreate it and we just couldn't it just looked like black mist it was really weird mm. and so all this different stuff was going on at this lady's house and we had you know all these instances of things happening but we couldn't really corroborate it with history or figure we didn't know the history of the place really and she didn't really know and so one day we were telling a story and somebody said well where is that house and i told them the address and they go oh that's where that so-and-so died and we're like oh and it was funny because there was two of us together where we we're like well that explains a lot right. a lot <laughs> happened to be like a neighbor or somebody that knew this old lady that used to live there or something and she had she was unpleasant and anyway and she's like oh yeah she was mean and we we're like well there you go right and so we like it took it was like five years later we were like well here's your answer oh wow so it was kind of fun like when stuff like that happens because then you're like well that explains a lot sure sure <laughs> so you see, you've seen um, on the film the black orbs and, or the black mass and yeah. the, or mist or whatever. You've seen orbs and stuff. Have you seen anything, you know, personally with your own eyes? So only so, really one time that I saw, like, well, I take that back a couple times maybe. So um, one time we got to go investigate Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. Um, okay. Oh, Yeah. scariest looking building ever (laughs) well first of all it was built in the 1800s it was the first penitentiary built in the united states yep Yep. it was built to be intimidating and scary because that was their whole point it was built by these quakers and their whole deal was to like 
scare people into right. submission. Right. And um, like they would wear covers on their shoes so people couldn't hear when they were coming. And it was like silent. They didn't talk like it was real. It's They did it to screw with people. Yeah. Because they would keep them in silence and they would keep them in these small, tiny rooms and they would lose it, you know. Right. So it was not it wasn't they uh, it was kind of a scary place to be. So this building is real intimidating. It looks like a big medieval castle kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of sketchy looking i think I mean, I, super scary. has it been on some shows i think oh, I've, for sure, yeah. yeah i've seen it yeah it's been on lots of shows and it's like right in the middle of philadelphia so okay. it's like in the middle of a city but it looks like a big medieval yeah fortress <laughs> it's really spooky looking anyway we um we got to go there for we were on the show on the learning channel for this special they did okay and so we got sent to the Eastern state to be part of this investigation team. And so we were there. And one of the things that we, that we saw, which was really interesting because these other people saw the same thing that we didn't know about till the next morning. Basically they sent five different teams in there to do individual investigations. And then they brought us all back in the morning to compare notes. And every team had like a different thing that they did. Like Tanya did EVP. This other person had this dog, like this, really sensitive dog and these other people had this like um computer system that was all like uh, motion detected and all this had it measured like all these things at once Mm -hmm. and then it was just a group of different people that did different things and so tanya and i went off together and everybody else went with their own group so we had gone up to the watchtower and the prison is laid out like a wagon wheel so you have the hub in the middle and then it spokes out every way the halt the pods their cells or whatever and it's Mm -hmm. So they can see all the way around. So we go, we're up in the watchtower and we um, are walking. I I think we were walking down the stairs and we're coming back down and I stopped and I looked back. I did like a double take and Tanya was like, what? And I was like, I swear to God, I saw somebody sitting on that bottom step. It just looked like somebody sitting there, but obviously there wasn't anything there. But I thought for a minute, I was like, I said, it was just weird. I thought I saw somebody sitting there and I mean, like, I know there's nobody here. So kind of went on about our thing and didn't think about it really much. Then the next morning when we all got together to compare stories, one of the other people said that they saw someone on the sitting on the steps in the watchtower. And I was like, oh, so did I. Wow. So, so that was kind of interesting. And then what none of us knew until after that we all told our stories, the guy that was leading the um, – he was like our kind of our guide and he was like the narrator of the show – um, and he's a big haunted historian guy. Um, at the end of all of this, he tells us a story about how there had been a, an inmate had attacked a guard on those stairs and killed him. And we none of us knew that, but we wow. had a couple different groups had something happen on those. Wow. Same- so we didn't know till the very end about that. And so we were like, well, <laughs> OK, <Whoa. laughs> so that was it. That's so, yeah. no that that is fascinating. Yeah. That what 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 kind of feeling do you get when you go into a place like that? Do you just feel it like eerie uh, the whole time you're there? Well, or I mean, I was anxious. That one I was anxious about. Some of them I'm really excited just to, to go see, mostly because I love old buildings anyway. Like right. scared or not, like I just like the architecture and I right. like the history and stuff. Mm-hmm. So some places I get really kind of excited to go to. And that one I was excited about, but I got kind of anxious, like, because it was scary looking anyway. Right. Because it's right. Made, made to be that way. I mean, it's all psychological anyway. But um, so, yeah, I was really anxious about going in there. And it's really big, you know, and it's dark. And of course, the whole thing yeah. is, you know, to be that way. 
so that one was a little bit, you know, a little bit on edge. But then once you get in there and everybody's, you know, following you around with the camera, it just kind of doesn't really seem that scary anymore. Right. In that um, but it was a pretty, that was a pretty weird place. But so that was one place where I, I thought I saw something. Then another time was here in Oklahoma. We got permission to go investigate out at, um, an in, at one of the Indian reservations. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, they had some buildings out there and they all had stories, you know, and they would tell us. And we were one of the only groups that was ever allowed to come out there. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because we they'd give us permission and they'd let us go in and we'd investigate the building. And then they would be sitting outside waiting for us to come out to, to tell stories, you know, to tell them. And we would all share stories and they would tell us stuff that they knew. Right. And so one day we were there and it was daylight. We had gone like in the early evening, maybe in the, it was summer. And, um, so it was daylight for a long time still. And so we're in this building and it's kind of just a long, um, not super big building, like a couple stories maybe. And, um, it was kind of long. I think it had been a, maybe a school or something at some point. It was that kind of a building that had like lots of rooms, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I think it, I think it had been a school or a rehab center or something, but it was abandoned. It wasn't, they didn't use it anymore. And so, so that building was there and it was empty, but then on the, um, like on the end, like outside the building, a few feet away from the building was a sweat lodge that they still used all the time. You know, they sweat lodge there. Yeah. And it's kind of off over here to the side of the building. So the building has doors on each end. And so, we we had put all of our gear away, all of our cameras and stuff in our backpacks, and we were leaving because we were going to go do something else. So we're walking out of the building, and so, of course, nobody has a camera <laughs> or anything when this happens. And so we're um, we're walking out of the building, and so we're on one end, and, and, I'm, and down at the other end of the building, it looked like somebody running from the the end of the building over to the sweat lodge and it was a shadow i mean it was like it wasn't didn't look like a person it looked like a shadow of an indian warrior like crouched Uh, down like running and i was like and i thought it was like i always think it's my it's like my mind playing tricks on me or you know my nation or something so i thought i went oh shit (laughs) i was like oh my god did you guys i was like did anybody see that and one of the other girls was standing there and she goes i did and I was like, what did you see? Just, I saw somebody like that wasn't really somebody run across there. And I was like, me too. So two of Whoa. us saw it. Wow. So then I was like, okay, that was exciting. Somebody else saw it too. So that's really the only time that I've like seen something with my eyeballs, like wow. in, in the daylight. That was pretty wild. I could, I could imagine something like an Indian reservation would probably be pretty lots cool place to stories. go. Yeah. Lots of stories yeah. and lots of intense stuff going on there. Wow. Yeah, and we had also been allowed to go there to check out the Bigfoot stories um, oh. at that. Spot. Oh, so was this Concho? Yeah. Okay. Because we we've, we've got had, a, yep. We've uh, one of our one of the girls that we grew up with went to high school. Also, all elementary high school, everything. She um, she came on and told us she saw the tape. Oh, there was the, she was there was a tape of the of a Bigfoot. At was, yeah, yeah, caught on. Eating out camera. of the, the eating the eating the out grease. of the grease trap. Yep. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen that. But we well, had. Well, that's because it's gone. Oh, it's, they, well, it, it got gone. <laughs> they oh, got rid of had, it. Uh, we had a really good friend that was had you know she had connections out there and stuff, and so she had she had gotten us to be able to come out there, and um, 
so we got to go out one night and we were we were actually filming we were going to make it we were going to put together like a video documentary type thing and so we had this guy with us with the camera and all that stuff and we were kind of doing interviews with the people and everything and um we ended up they let us come out to the fire they built a, a fire out in the woods one night and let us come sit around the fire with them which was really kind of a really cool honor to get to do that because that's not really you don't usually get by stuff like that so that was really cool so we were walking through the woods and you know and we're talking with some of the kids and stuff and we get to sit around the fire and we're all telling stories and they're telling us stories anyway it gets to be really late and we get we go to leave and it's like 2 or 2 30 in the morning by this time and so our cars are parked like back in this like parking lot and there's like two cars we're parked next to each other it's our group and another is all we were all together but so we go back to our cars and it's pitch black outside except you know moonlight and off to the side of us is nothing but like wheat field like forever you know there's nothing there yeah. but field and um it's like said two two thirty in the morning and from the middle of that field in the dead of night we heard what sounded like a newborn baby crying wow and we were all we all looked at each other and we were like oh my god what was that because we all heard it and you know the stories about bigfoot are that they mimic sounds that people make uh -huh. and so we were like we we're like is it a kid you know it could have been anything it could have been somebody out there jacking with us or whatever but it was that was pretty wow. weird in, in our night yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah well like i said we've heard um our friend becky's story about concho and then we talked to uh another guy uh when we went down to the uh bigfoot fest in um southeastern oklahoma yeah. a couple years ago and um, he had some amazing stories that took place there. And um, yeah, he was. So yeah, he, he was trying to track him. He was he was yeah. on his yeah. trail. It was bizarre. It was crazy. I'm fascinated with the Bigfoot story too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then one um, one of our um, um, fellow hometown Kingfisher in Kingfisherians or whatever now, but K Town crew, um, he saw. Um, a family of of Bigfoot in oh, wow. just inside uh, the, or just at the edge of Kingfisher in the Kingfisher Creek area down in the the flood part. But like he told, that's another episode that he you know he told us that story and it was just amazing that there's so many. There it, to me, it's amazing that there's so many Bigfoot stories in the Flatlands area where yeah. we were. Yeah. There are a lot, and there's a lot. Like it always, and it's always interesting to me too because it's it's a lot of times those people that don't believe in that stuff that mm -hmm. say you know, yeah. and it'll be but they'll be like hunting or camping or mm -hmm. boy scout with a boy scout camp or something, and everybody has a lot. Not everybody, but a lot of those people, um, outdoorsmen type people, have stories about seeing something like that. A yeah. lot of them, right? Yeah, and it's fascinating to me. And you know, then you have my like my husband doesn't believe it at, at, at all. He's just like, there's no way there could be a being that nobody has ever been able to detect. I'm like, oh no, maybe they're really smart. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't know, yeah. but right. I'm kind of on the fence about whether it is or it isn't in yeah. the science all of it. But it's there's a lot of stories for yeah. it to not be. It's fun to think about, you know, when we went mm -hmm. to the the festival too. Everybody's got a story, you know, and yeah. uh, and we got to hear a couple of lectures. You know, they got guys that come in and they they talk about the stuff, and you know, it, it's um, you know, it's up 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 to interpretation, but uh, it's it's cool to think about. I think it's 
you know, yeah. and, and there was a creature that was at one point in time that roamed that was, you know, Gigantopithecus, is that the name? Um, yeah, that was one of them, of the large apes that uh, right. we discovered. Uh, yeah, so we had, um, we used to do, we have, it's not annual, we kind of do it whenever we feel like it, but we used to have a paranormal conference. Um, we had, we called it Paracon for a long time, and then everybody started using that name, and now we just call it Ghost Oklahoma. But we've had. Uh, which I think is a superior name, personally. Yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we've had some of the Bigfoot guys come up, and they've played recordings of like the knocking noises they make and stuff, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's pretty weird to it, me. It, it is. Yeah, well, next time you uh, you do have one of those set up after after all the COVID nineteen, we can return to normalcy. Um, <laughs> let us know; we'll we'll try to get well, at least get Barry out there, yeah, or, yeah. Or Jeff out there, and hopefully yeah. I can come down and. Well, do you guys ever have you guys ever been to the Haunted America conference in Illinois in Decatur? No, Illinois. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, so Troy Taylor um, puts on the Haunted America conference in Decatur, Illinois, every year. Or I think it's in Decatur, and um, he is the one that narrated the show that we did for the Learning Channel. Okay, but he's written like over a hundred books of about history, haunted history, and true crime and stuff. And um, he has the what's it called? I think it's called Haunted America podcast, but. Um, you guys probably really like it. But he's fascinating. Cool. And he um, he has been he gets on TV a lot. He gets to narrate like like lots of those um, haunted history shows and stuff. Cool. And he's fascinating to talk to. Well, yeah. if you got a if you have some a contact or anything with him, then uh, if we could get that or pass it along to Barry, and then we we maybe we'll we'll talk to him see if he'd be interested in being on our show as well. Yeah, he's pretty fun to talk to. Um, I don't know how much speaking stuff he does. He used to he used to do a lot, and then he kind of quit. And he did he mm-hmm. does every now and then. But um, yeah, he's fascinating. He's got lots of good stuff. That's great. He's that's, yeah. That's cool. We're that's always good. we're always looking to talk to people. We because we just love hearing. We love talking to people, and we love hearing good stories. So. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah. We used to have it when um, after Tanya and I did the investigation stuff for a long time. We started a blog back when MySpace was a thing, and. Um, so we had a blog and it was called ghost divas and because we got de- we didn't name ourselves that we got named that by the camera guy when we were doing this the show. <laughs> because we were we because we were it was funny because there was all these different teams doing things and we were super concerned about not looking stupid on tv right not necessarily being pretty but we didn't look stupid we're like we don't want to run we don't want to scream we don't right you know, <laughs> yeah and so and it was like rainy and we were like and this guy had to follow us around all day on this one of the things we were doing it was outside and we were kind of just grousing around about it and so he started calling us the ghost divas kind of as a joke and so we just as a joke took on that name we just kind of called our blog that so it got to where we had this really huge following of our blog and then we had a we did a podcast for like three years and um we would interview all different kinds of people and um that was a lot of fun we did it for a long time and then i decided to step away from all that because i got involved in city politics (laughs) so i was like yeah i gotta quit doing this if i'm gonna do that so um but we had a we had our blog was a lot of fun and we um we met a lot of interesting people that way we had zach baggins was on our show oh cool that was fun and yeah we had we had we had some really interesting people we interviewed um courtney Gaines from children of the corn oh wow we interviewed him we interviewed dennis hoff that owned the bunny ranch in nevada right Andy Hoff or Andy Kaufman haunts the Money Ranch. <laughs> so we got to talk to all the girls from the show. And that's stuff. cool. That was, 
That's awesome. That's fun. That's great. So do you do any investigations anymore, or are you kind of done with that? I haven't in a long time, because like I said, I kind of got away from it when I was doing all the city stuff, and um, I got just involved in other stuff and just have time and um so i haven't in a long time every now and then if we get the opportunity to go somewhere cool you know we try to we try to go check it out but um i what i started doing was um i started doing the ghost tours in town so i do um every year i do the Erie enid ghost tours and so i kind of stuck to stick to that and then we did our book um we do our conference and stuff like that so i don't get to do a lot of it anymore but yeah We'll come do that. We'll come do that with you for sure. Yeah. My wife is like way into that stuff, you know? So she's like, she's, and I remember her talking about you a long time ago. She's like, she came on one of my tours a long time ago. Yeah. So I could just had the place out at the mall. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah. What a trip, man. That's great. What do you got? You got some, any other stuff for us? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I always have lots of, stories but i was trying to think if there's something in particular we need to get tanya can we you think we can get tanya yeah she said she wants to do it sometimes she just couldn't do it today enough notice but she has um she and she wants to do um an evp thing so she would be really good to get on that'd be great once yeah so yeah she would be glad to do it sometime i think okay um yeah of course, you're also welcome to come back anytime you yeah. want to, you know, yeah. Skype Absolutely. with two hot dudes and tell stories <laughs> <Yeah>. about ghosts. <laughs> yeah, we've been kicking around trying to do, because we, we did our podcast for, like I said, like three years, and we had listeners all over the place, and we had a lot of fun doing it, but it got really hard, find, you know, I mean, it gets hard trying to find, you know, find people, people. all the time, yeah. you know, this, yeah, oh, and yeah. so it's hard to try to track everybody down and all that stuff, but for sure. Um, there were five of us that did it together and so it got a little bit chaotic and crazy but we were kind of also known as like the mean girls because we would our deal was calling people out like if they were lying about stuff or they were faking stuff or right so we kind of got the reputation for being mean yeah (laughs) Um, which we made a lot of people mad like so um like it was at the kind of at the height of all these ghost shows yeah. So Ghost Adventures is on and Ghost Hunters, the Taps guys got mad at us one time and there was almost there was everybody always threatened to sue us all the time. And um we made Chip Coffee mad, the guy that did the children the psychic. Kids. I went and saw my wife and I went to go see Chip Coffee. We paid to go see him at this thing in the city and and it was good. I mean it was fine, you yeah. know. But you know, I could tell that you know, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it, but I just could yeah. feel like it was. Eh. He and Tanya got into a snark fest for a while, and so we we made. <laughs> I would say we made a few enemies doing all that. But the whole deal was we just wanted people to be accountable for the things that they yeah, said out right. loud. Yeah. Like don't say stuff like that. Don't scare families if you don't need a scare. I mean, come on. Yeah, Some yeah, of yeah. it's possible. right. Yeah. Agreed. And that was our whole thing. Was like, don't be irresponsible and be accountable for the things you say and be accountable for the things that you, you know, put out there. Yeah. And so, no, people don't always like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially if but we had a lot of fun. But especially if it's something that you're doing, it's a field that you're, you're involved in and you're trying to do the right thing and you see other people that are maybe not necessarily trying to do that. You, yeah. you know, it's kind of your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You want, you know, if you, and there's like, nobody's ever going to take you seriously in right. this field anyway because it's like i call it early it's kind of a nerddom it's its own little mm-hmm. thing you know mm-hmm. 
nobody's going to take you seriously if you're out there being an idiot. Right. And you're saying yeah. stupid things and you're constantly being, you know, caught in lies. And like, it's just why? Why? There's enough stuff that really happens that there's no need to make stuff up. Right. Or, you know, right. the whole deal. 100%. Well, and also. When people, when they make up stuff, they lose credibility, not for sure. only for themselves, but for everyone, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, if you want people to take you seriously, then be truthful. Right. Yeah. But that's also yeah. the problem when you got a TV show, you need ratings, you know? So you got to, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to come up with something. Yeah. yeah. But, True. But yeah. So yeah, let's do that. Let's set it up with Tanya. And if you want to come on with her, you know, you guys can team up or whatever you want to do, but um, open door policy. You're welcome back anytime. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on and taking the time to talk to these two sexy dudes. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) That's what we're going to be known as. Hey, man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country, and it was just after dusk. So there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted, and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me and (laughs) but it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything but it was following me man wow dang that's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. And we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast. Tammy, thank you so much for coming on and and sharing those really amazing stories. That's just this. So much, so so much good stuff there. Yeah, I that building that she went mm-hmm. into there down in Texas. I, you know, we looked it up and we we're looking at pictures of it and stuff. And it's, I'd like to go there someday and take a look yeah. at it because it's really yeah. cool, man. It's got that really cool old weird vibe to it. But yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be posting some pictures for sure of that. And dude. I, I mean, I would just like to go look at it for the architecture of yeah. it and the structure of it. And I like looking at kind of – I like looking at places that have kind of uh, been closed and, and locked off from humanity. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they're kind of decaying a little bit. There's something really, I don't know, fascinating, maybe – I don't know, maybe romantic. I don't know if that's quite the word for it. Yeah. Um, but there's something about it that really – I find intriguing and inspiring and just visually yeah. interesting. It's, it's like time it's, stops. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you can't get away from the, the fact that things just, as as a building or a structure sits there over time, it just sort mm-hmm. of dilapidates a little bit, and it and it just adds to the creep factor. <laughs> it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Just, it's just one of those things. I. 
my wife is really drawn toward old buildings also she's always wanting to you know buy these old homes that are just totally <laughs> decrepit and oh my god that'd be so cool all i see is just all the work that would go into it but uh, that, yeah that you would have to yeah do. <laughs> but it but that is cool i mean i do get it i do understand yeah. why 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 the draw is there but um yeah. But yeah, but I, and also, you know, um, the stuff that she went through here in, in her home that she lived oh, yeah. in here in Enid, you know, the, the hauntings there were, um, just, just wild stuff. I, I, mm-hmm. again, maybe the fact that it's your family member, like yeah. it makes it a little bit better, but it'd be weird. I, you know, I don't know. It depends. I mean, would it be better? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I don't know. That's true. You know, because I don't like, know that I want my folks around. Right. Every waking moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do not want to be haunted by my mother at all. <laughs> um, but my mom is alive and well, so, you know, there's that. So everything's yeah. good. Yeah. But, um, you know, but uh, fortunately, I've got, I'm ghost blind. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore the knocks and the yeah. and the whispers. <laughs> I do already. So. Yeah, yeah. But no, that was it. Was it was cool to have her on, and and you know, and you know, the fact that she had her own podcast for a little while, and she yeah. was she was doing this, and um, it's cool to have somebody that has a little bit of knowledge on how to investigate and how they would investigate these things. Uh, we we get a lot of people with stories, but we don't get a whole lot of people that investigate. We've had a few, uh, but it's cool to get people on that have a little bit of knowledge on how you do this stuff. And um, if you're interested in doing that kind of stuff, maybe that helps maybe give you a little bit of direction and stuff like that. So Awesome. Well, thanks again, Tammy. Those were fantastic stories, and we are very, very honored to have you on and, and have you share those with us. Absolutely. All right, Bear. Well, let's, uh, before we wrap it up for the week, um, let me let you know what we got coming up for everybody next week. Cool. We have a special return. We got some friends coming back. You know how we like to have our friends come back and uh, share stories. That's one of our favorite things to do. We always welcome anybody to come back and you know, share more if they come on and share. We've yeah. got that open door policy. And of course, just anybody who wants to come on and share, we welcome you as well. Um, but next week, we have the return of some of our fan favorites, Chad and Alta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they came on and they, we've had them on, which seems like forever ago now, but it was just around uh, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Um, of course, March was a year long itself, but, um, um, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, we got Chad and Alta back, and they are picking up from their orbduction story, and they're catching us up with what has happened basically in the twenty uh, some odd years since yeah. that event. And man, it's a lot, yeah, you know, and yeah. and, and also some other older stories that were kind of recovered memories um, right. as well. So right. It's and you know it's it's going to be it's a long one, um, it, but and it's got a lot of information and a lot of different kinds of stories. But man, they're always fun. And Chad and Alter are just fun guest, absolutely uh, to talk to and have on the show. So check us out next week for that. 
And in the meantime, yeah, hey, contact us on our social media. Tell us what you've been watching, what you've been listening to, what's been getting you through recently. Um, you know, we're always looking for uh, suggestions for stuff to check out, whether it's like uh, TV shows or movies or music bands. We, man, we're always into that. Yep. So speaking of which, we're uh, inching closer to getting our second and um, and better ver- uh, episode of Spin Jammerama coming yep, up. That's right. Very very. Uh, I know he's going to be humble about this, but I'm going to praise him on it already. But uh, Barry made a, a new a theme song and intro for, it, and it is so awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we got that coming up very soon. So keep your ears out for that as well, and so much other good stuff coming up in the next few weeks, man. Yeah, we Just, got some great stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 hard to even describe, but uh, keep keep it here. Um, subscribe to us if you if you don't, so you don't you can automatically have everything downloaded every week when you are you sign into your podcast listening platform. Um, rate and review us on your wherever you do. If you're on iTunes, we really would appreciate some reviews there, like written reviews. You know, to other people that helps us get noticed by. Um, people who don't know about us and you know we want to grow we want to keep growing the podcast in our community of weirdsville you know so that helps us get uh notice and that helps bring new listeners and also will bring new stories for you guys to check out as well so you know um spread the word tell people about it join us on our facebook page if you haven't or follow us on uh instagram that's where we're most active um because that's what i i do and i like doing the instagram stuff but yeah man just help us out you know support the uh, community which you guys do anyway we already know that but anyway we're gonna let you go and uh have a good week and we'll see you next week same weird time same weird podcast platform i think i tried that before but still it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody be safe be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them we want to hear them all we can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions whether it's sharing your stories listening rating and spreading the the word word about the podcast. podcast thanks for listening until next time Be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.